not talking like they're really not testing the limits quite yet. And that's something I think we need to accelerate at a at a much faster rate. Um, but uh, safety and comfort is the is the priority for these companies because you don't want people to feel like insanely uncomfortable while the while the Hyperloop is or the train, the module that you're in is accelerating and it has the same G force because of how they designed it um, as rail and the ease of riding a metro. And on top of that, it's got six times max grade uh, capability, which means the Hyperloop can climb grades up to 10% with a velocity of 100 meters per second due to the propulsion because it's basically a vacuum inside the tube. So that's more than six time, a six times improvement over high-speed rail, allowing for greater alignment, flexibility, and less infrastructure uh, construction. Half the cost of tunnels. So um, by virtually eliminating aerodynamic drag, the version Hyperloop can have a cross-sectional area, one half that of a high-speed rail, and therefore close to half the cost. 4.5 times tighter turning radius so as the pods travel it banks around turns similar to a plane gliding through the air so passengers feel near zero lateral acceleration and this allows them to smoothly reach high speeds with a turning radius capability of 1.36 kilometers at 100 meters per second which is insane and uh smaller row requirements so right-of-way requirements range from 12 to 24 meters across a, uh, a significantly smaller row than the 18 to 30 needed for high-speed rail so improvements on all fronts in that regard more impressively to me is that their their claim virgin hyperloops claim is that passengers of the future will expect direct and on demand transportation so with virgin hyperloop there are going to be no timetables several pods can depart per minute and the system doesn't require stops at every station i mean this is this is stuff of the future this is science fiction coming to life and while i do get upset that we don't have flying cars. This is kind of the next best best thing. I mean, imagine being able to, for me, being on the Cape about an hour 15, if there's traffic, an hour and 40 from Boston. You're looking at like a 15-minute trip if they do this to the Cape, if that. That's insane. And it'll be safer. It's not like a high-speed train just going through the open air, just potentially hitting everything in sight you know all these birds just getting absolutely smoked i mean it's going to be in an encased unit so it's like you're just gliding through space but you're going to get to your destination 670 miles per hour i mean my god and pods will come in multiple configurations so they're going to there's going to be comfortable seating up to 28 passengers and carrying light luggage so if you look at the designs on the website it's really cool they're very small and they seem very modern which is exactly what you'd expect from virgin you know those guys they their planes look like something out of this world and they're really also one of the pioneers in space travel despite the fact that they're getting smoked by a lot of other companies i mean they're they're making making advances that are exceptional and for the high speed rail this for this uh hyperloop you're looking at the potential to have the outer layer of the tube coated in solar panels thereby charging it so there's so many different ways that they can innovate and come up with better ways to serve the technology itself and um though the concept may still seem science fiction until you see its fruition 
um, they're estimating that they're going to have magne- magnetic tubes by 2030 at speeds of up to 1,000 kilometers per hour. So, I mean, we still have to wait, but the time is coming, and it's coming soon. And a lot of a lot of countries and a lot of states uh, in, in the U.S. are really pushing for this, especially, I mean, I think the biggest force uh, or the biggest pull for it has been over in California. They're really, like making a point to have it be a priority, um, as well as close to Chicago. Cl- Chicago and I believe um, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia are trying to get one in between, uh, which would make it p- possible so that you could work in one city or the other and live in the other city, which is uh, outrageous. I mean, it's the equivalent. I mean, most people who grow up in the Boston area love the Boston area and don't want to leave, but their job takes them elsewhere. Uh, for instance, I got some buddies uh, living in New York City, and they love New York City, but they miss Boston desperately. They just need the job that's in New York City. And if they could somehow get on a train that would be the same commute time every day and still live back home, I think they would do it in a heartbeat, in the drop of a hat. You know, it's it's this is the technology that we need in the world. You know, I this is what this is why I want I want to be an engineer at all times. Because engineers are changing the way the world works on a daily basis. Problems are being solved by engineers and and visionaries and people with creative minds who find better ways to solve problems than have already been solved but aren't being solved properly. It's just such a beautiful thing to see. And and we're in an era that it's extremely exciting um, to be a part of and watch this transformation as as technology becomes more entrenched in our daily life. I mean, this is such cool stuff. The Hyperloop alone is something I'm extremely excited about. Watching it get built is not going to be exciting uh, because it's going to take time. If it takes anywhere near the amount of time or money that the uh, that the big dig took in Boston, we're all in serious, serious trouble. But let's take a deeper dive into the technology. So how does this work? 